to another episode of the Breathe In Podcast, a daily devotional through the Bible to help you read and love God's Word. I'm Neil. And I'm Stephen. And uh, today... We're coming to you live from the Best Western. <laughs> Best Western Plus. Plus. <laughs> We only had the best. Yeah. It's not just the best western. Yeah, we're plussed up. That's right. We get we get complimentary breakfast. And what that means is we're in Eulis, Texas for the Southern Baptist Texas Convention annual meeting. Yep, yep. Um, doing our part. I was joking with my dad the other day. I was like, I think I've voted more on Baptist things than I have for national things. Oh, oh. <laughs> no, it's, but it's important. I it think is, it's important, it's important. to... Um, to just be a part of this work, yeah, like they're they're actually voting on pretty big things, mm-hmm. and so we want to make sure that um, our convention stays uh, theologically strong, yeah, biblically uh, faithful, biblically faithful, which ties in to Second Peter chapter two, absolutely, because Second Peter chapter two is is all about false teachers, mm. false teachers coming into the church trying to woo people away, yeah, uh, now. I made that transition. That was a great transition. Uh, man, I want to ruin it. Oh, because of the snoring next the, door? The, there's a dude snoring <laughs> through the wall. You you might be listening to this podcast in the morning. We're recording it at 1030 at night. Uh, <laughs> we can literally hear someone snoring through the wall. Yeah. Uh, we're going to, we're going to, I'm going to, I'm going to give you some competition. <laughs> going to do some snoring plus yeah, who can tonight. Win? Who can win? <laughs> snoring plus. <laughs> Okay, so back into false teaching. <laughs> oh, yes. Um, yeah, so if you remember back in Second Peter 1, uh, we talked about the importance of God's Word, how it's sufficient for all of life and godliness, how it's been confirmed and collaborated, or uh, what's the word? Yeah, collaborated. Um, cooperated, that's the word I'm looking for. There it is. It's cooperated. Uh, and he ends that section with no prophecy of scripture comes from a prophet's own interpretation because no prophecy ever came from the will of man. Instead, men spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. And he transitions then from that point to mm. what about false prophets? Yeah, false prophets, false teachers in the church. Yeah. You know, one of the parts that really sticks out to me is like a verse 17 through 19. It says, Were these people. These false teachers are springs without water, mists driven by a storm, the gloom of darkness that has been reserved for them. You know, it's just this idea of like they can talk, but they can't deliver anything. Mm-hmm. You know, they're a spring without water. Makes me think of um, when Jesus was going to Jerusalem the week he was betrayed and crucified. Yeah. There's this fig tree mm. that was, you know, like, all right, let's go get some figs, but it was fruitless. Mm. And what did Jesus do? Cursed it. Cursed it. Yeah. He's, he's promising food, but it's not going to deliver. Yeah. Uh, so there's there's this idea that false teachers sound good. Yeah. But they can't they can't give you any hope. They yeah. can't give you any substance. There's no foundation. Yeah. And he says in verse two of chapter two, many will follow their depraved ways, and the way of truth will be maligned because of them. They will exploit you in their greed with made up stories. Their condemnation, pronounced long ago, is not idle, and their destruction does not sleep. Mm-hmm. So, like, Peter has some some big warnings. Um, for the church, it's uh, the danger of false teachers and the need to be on guard, right? Mm-hmm. And to really discern what is being taught by what God's Word says, what the pure message of the Scriptures are, so that you won't be fooled, yeah. uh, that the truth won't be maligned in you. Uh, so, 
you know, this, these are big subjects, yeah. right? Well, I think one, I think one truth we can walk away with is, you know, if false teachers are going to malign the truth, don't be surprised when your biblical orthodoxy is um, confronted. Mm-hmm. And maligned, yeah, rebelled against, rebelled against, or or even belittled yeah, by, by the world, mm-hmm. uh, or even sometimes even by by churches, yeah, uh, that might be you know false churches or false teachers, yeah. So it, it happens, yeah, and it happens more than we want it to happen. But you know what's encouraging to me is this isn't a new thing that we're facing, right? This is a historic thing mm-hmm. that comes out of depraved people right like uh these people it says in verse 12 are like irrational animals creatures of instinct born to be caught and destroyed Mm. they slander what they do not understand and their destruction they too will be destroyed right yeah so like this isn't new this has always been i mean it was in the old testament you think about the the time of the prophets yeah. Um, I think of uh, Elijah, for instance, uh, being chased out of town, having to go up against yeah. all these prophets of yeah. Baal. Then Jezebel, know. all yeah. that death. Yeah, and, and I think it's one of these things of like, um, you know, the, the message of the false prophet. We can kind of get a little bit of a glimpse of it, right? So it looks good. Yeah. You know, it, it's a spring. It looks like a spring. It's manipulative. But with its out water. In fact, in verse 19, it says, they promise freedom. Mm-hmm. So it looks like, oh man, this is this is this is attractive. Uh, this this teaching's attractive, uh, but what he says is the promise of freedom, or that they promise freedom, but they themselves are enslaved of corruption, since they are enslaved by whatever defeats them. Mm. And, I, and I just think that phrase there in First Peter, Second uh, Peter nineteen uh, two nineteen, they promise freedom, but they themselves are slaves of corruption. Since people are enslaved to whatever defeats them. them. Yeah. So they, they are preaching or teaching about what enslaves them. Mm. Proclaiming freedom, but really they're just underneath that corruption. Mm. And I think the, the key word would be hypocrisy. Yeah. Right? They're, pre- they're preaching or teaching with hypocrisy. Yeah. Um, that should be a warning to anyone teaching God's word, right? Yeah. Uh, for one, I mean, you think back on James, uh, teachers of the word will be uh, doubly judged. But uh, sorry, I don't know if y'all can hear that, but my computer's dinging. Mm. Um, however, back to the point, will be doubly judged, right? And the heart's what's being judged. Mm-hmm. Um, and and this kind of judgment described in chapter two is severe. Yeah, it and, really is. And so for teachers. You know, we need to be uh, careful. We need to not be enslaved. We need to wage war against what would defeat us, right? Yeah, I think 100%. that's probably the yeah. big application. Well, yeah, it's like what you are a slave to whatever defeats you. Mm. So if you have a sin in your life that you're not overcoming, yeah, you're enslaved to it. Yeah, And, uh, you know, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm. Uh, stand firm. You know, no longer submit yourself to, to that slavery. Yeah. Uh, so it's just this encouragement to, um, yeah, to stand firm. Yeah. And not as as 
Second Peter references, not not being like the dog that returns to his vomit. Yeah. Just another reason not to have a dog. <laughs> stop. No, stop. No. <laughs> stop. You have two dogs. Don't, don't be like a dog. <laughs> Example not to follow oh. uh, would be uh, returning. Yeah, you're not a debtor to the flesh. Like yeah. you're made alive in Christ. Why would you return to a pit? Yeah. Uh, if you have been set free mm. by the power of Jesus Christ, right? So don't be enslaved to dogs. Yeah. Or that. All right. Now. <laughs> God bless. Sorry. God bless, oh Lord. It's late, guys. I'm sorry. Yeah. So, yeah, man, I, I would say for application, um, to simplify what we just talked about, consider what has entangled you in the past, what has the potential to defeat you. Mm. Uh, identify those things. Wage war. Um, don't return to them. Cling to what is good. Yeah. Right? Pursue Christ. Uh, he's defeated those things already. And, and be biblically oriented. Yeah. Like be so biblically oriented, um, so that when when someone comes to you with a teaching, that you can compare it with Scripture. Mm. Like show me in the Bible. Right. Um, I think that is such a key to like the, for theology. Like one of the reasons we taught uh, theology in our DGs was because like whenever we know theology and we're biblically grounded in our doctrine, whenever false doctrine comes up, we can identify it. Yeah. Or whenever a new issue in life comes up, we can think about it biblically right. and theologically accurately. So just turn to the world or whatever. Yeah, because the world sounds good. Mm-hmm. So it's attractive. What, well, that's the, uh, that's the breathe in. Mm-hmm. Neil, why don't you breathe out? Yeah, sure. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you uh, that you have given us your word, Lord, that it has been corroborated by so many eyewitnesses, Lord, that uh, uh, your spirit has uh, brought it to us, confirms it in us. And so, Lord, I pray that we would be wise by it. Uh, Lord, that you would also help us to resist um, returning to what is dead and what is wicked. Uh, Lord, that we would cling to the freedom that Christ has uh, given us, that we, our, our pride, our sin would be defeated by Christ um, and that we would not be defeated by it. Lord, we love you and we thank you for your grace and your goodness. It's in your name we pray, amen. Well, guys, thanks for listening to the Breathe In podcast. We hope you're edified and encouraged today. We'll catch you next time with Second Peter chapter 3.